Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Hello, dear friends. Welcome again to a new broadcast. I hope you're all doing well by the grace of God. And today we're going to handle a very important subject. I believe this is a very important subject for all children of God. So I hope you listen good. And I hope you also will do some more studying about it. We're going to speak about the armor of the Lord, but specifically about one subject of that armor, and that is the shield of faith. Oh, how important that shield of faith is for all God's children to have, because it says it is the thing that will help us to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. Let's read that verse out of Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. And it says, Above all, taking the shield of faith by which you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. I believe it's important, especially for the day that we are living in today, that all God's children are well armed with the armor of God and that they have that shield of faith. And there's much to say about that shield of faith. Well, let me begin a little bit before that to say that all God's children are enlisted in the army of the Lord. You know, there are many armies around the world and there are different reasons why people go into the army. I mean, you have the patriots who believe they should do something for their nation and they should fight for their flag. But also the army advertises, come and we will educate you, give you an education or a driver's license or something like that. Yes, honestly, I heard people say I get a free driver's license when I go into the army or we will feed you, clothe you. Some people have no future, no hope. They don't know how to get a job, so they just enlist themselves in the army so they'll have food and they'll have clothing. But you know, I heard this one man and a young man, he went into the army and he got a great education and he was trained and everything, but suddenly war broke out and they sent him to the battlefield. Well, before he went, he said, Pastor, How's this possible? I went into the army for my education. I went into the army for clothing and for food, but now I got to fight. What is this? What is this? They want me to fight. (laughs) Yeah, my dear friends, if you go into the army, they can lure you or they can offer you a great education and other things, but the reason you are in that army is to fight to fight when there's a war, to fight when the enemy comes to rise up and stand and protect the nation and protect your fellow citizens. That's why you're in the army. And don't forget, in the army of the Lord, oh, we are in that army. All of us are in that army. Don't be surprised that you have to do battle. (laughs) Yeah, as a child of God, we are enlisted in that army. And that's not to walk around in a great polished armor and to ride a great white horse with the crowds cheering on as we just go from victory lap to victory lap. No, We will also be in the trenches. We will also have to take a stand. We will have to defend the faith that has been delivered unto us through the brothers and sisters of the past, the great doctrines, the great truths of the gospel. We'll have to defend it. But we're not just called to defend 
And we're not just called to sit in a bunker where we're all safe and where nothing can harm us. We are also called to go unto the attack. Yes, we need to go into the attack to take back what the devil has stolen, to go to the nations that are still in darkness, to go to those people who have never heard the gospel truth, the truth of the Lord that is light and life for all who will hear it and who will accept it. We are called to go into that darkness where the devil has a stronghold, where he has a stronghold on the minds of people, where he's holding people in sickness and in captivity as prisoners of sin and prisoners of death. We are called to go out with that sword, that sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and to go there to set people free with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. And the Lord is with us. Yes, by the grace of God in my life, I've been able to travel to more than 90 nations. And I can tell you some nations, wonderful, such freedom for the gospel. So many churches, so many people believing in the Lord, walking around with t-shirts, with great things written on it, like God loves you and, and, and Jesus Christ is the Savior, is the Lord. And there was such freedom and liberty for the gospel. Oh, if you're living in a nation that has such freedom for the gospel, thank the Lord for it. Thank the Lord for it and realize and understand that there are other nations and I've been to those nations where everything is closed for the gospel and you're not able to give out a track. No, you're not even able to have a Bible that's dangerous, very dangerous to have a Bible or to walk around with a Bible and to share your faith and to say that you believe in Jesus. That could be the death punishment. And so, yes, we have to go to those nations with a lot of wisdom and led by the Holy Spirit. And, and, and we need to really know that the Lord is sending us, but still we are called to go to these nations and to proclaim the great truth of the gospel that he who believes in Jesus has life and is set free of darkness. Oh, praise the Lord. But you cannot go without that shield of faith. That's why it's important to know the armor of God. And I would encourage you, read that whole book of Ephesians. It's not a long book. It's not a difficult book. But you do have to read it several times over to start to understand and to grasp the truth that is in there. But it's so important for the day that we are living in. So I want to encourage you on that. But of course, it's famous also for that part there about the armor of God. So realize we need that armor because the Christian is enlisted into the army and we are not in the army just to lay in the sun and do nothing. We are to do battle. We are to take a stand. We are to defend the gospel, the truth, the gospel truth, the faith that we believe in, the name above every name, the name of Christ, and we are to attack the strongholds of the enemy and to bring them down in the name of Jesus. Yes, and do not forget, dear friends, that when we go, we need to go 
in the same way that David went. David in the Bible, he said to that great giant Goliath, he said, you come with sword and with spear, but I come in the name of the Lord of hosts. Oh, hallelujah, dear friend. He came in the name of the God of the armies of Israel, whom that giant had defied. Oh, but he had victory because he came in that name. And that giant that came with sword and with spear fell down through a little rock, a little stone that David threw in the name of the Lord. Yes, it's a great story. Read it yourself again. I know you probably have sang songs about it, but read it again. That story is a story we need today. We need young men, young women, old men, old women, who will go in that same strength in the name of the Lord of hosts. So we need a shield and all these things, but we go in the name of the Lord of hosts because we know that we are not wrestling against flesh and against blood, against humanity and mankind. We are wrestling and fighting, as Ephesians says it, against principalities and powers. Oh, please, dear people, don't take up your literal sword and start stabbing people. That's not what this message is calling you to do. No, dear friends, that is not what this message is calling you to do. We are to set people free that are in captivity of the lie of the devil, but we're not stabbing them to death and killing them and murdering them. We understand, not just out of this chapter of Ephesians, but out of the different stories in the Bible, we understand that there is an evil devil who is going around this world like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. And the demons are going out, those evil spirits binding up people. And there are strongholds in the mind, there are strongholds in the spirit. But in the name of the Lord of hosts, we are not fighting against flesh and blood. We are fighting against those principalities and these powers that are there, these evil spirits that are going around, bringing them down in the name of the Lord. And that's why, because we are not wrestling against flesh and blood, we are also not fighting with weapons that are carnal. The Bible says so clearly our weapons are not carnal, but they are mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. So never forget, we are not fighting against mankind, even though it seems like that. There are principalities and powers of the evil one, and we cannot fight them with a literal sword. We are fighting against them with these weapons that God has given us in the spirit, bringing down these strongholds because our weapons are mighty in God, hallelujah. And we are not doing it without the work of the Holy Spirit. We're not doing it without the name above every other name, the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah for all these things that God has given us so we can take a stand and so we can defend and so we can take down in the attack. Hallelujah. Well, in this army, and I'm saying a little bit more about this warfare that we are having, in this army, we need to be with David, with David. 
And not just with David when he is in the court of Saul, maybe playing on the harp, bringing these beautiful melodies, and everybody is praising David because he's going out victory after victory. We also must be with David when he is running, hiding in the cave of Adullam. Yes, we need to go when the name of David has become a stench in the nostrils of the religious people. We need to be with David when he has lost favor with Saul. And Saul, who is a symbol of the traditional religion out of the flesh, out of the man who symbolizes the natural fleshly man, is after David. We still need to be faithful with David then. So many people, oh, they like to be with Jesus when everybody is cheering Jesus. But don't forget, there were times they wanted to stone him. There were times they wanted to kill him. There were times, oh, that they went after him, accusing him, falsely accusing him, tearing off his robes, putting him in shame, in nakedness, whipping him, beating him, and even bringing him to the cross. Yes, and it says... His disciples, they left him. Well, I'm not here to point a finger at them at all. Please, Lord, forbid me from doing that. But they did not have the power of the Holy Spirit yet. That same Peter who denied Christ at that hour of darkness, that hour when when Jesus was being led into the courts and they falsely accused him and they were doing such awful things, People were afraid. Peter was afraid. And when they said, Peter, you also belonged with that Christ, that man Jesus, he said, no, I don't know the man. And the third time he even cursed and he said, I curse you, I don't know that man. He denied him three times. But later, after he was filled with the Holy Spirit, Oh, he stood up there and he was preaching boldly against thousands of people. He was preaching boldly that Jesus is the Christ. Hallelujah. And so this shows us if you want to be in that army and not be with Christ only when he is praised, but also be with Christ when he's going through the valley, then you need that power of the Holy Spirit just as the disciples needed it. We need it today. Hallelujah. Yeah, we read about Jonathan, the son of Saul. Well, in one way, he was a great man, and we read of that great victory that he also brought. But you know, after he left David, after he chose to stay in the court of Saul, his father, after he chose the side, and yes, in his heart, he must have been divided. And yes, in one way, he proclaims that David will be the next king. But his actions and his life is that he followed his father and he died with his father on that mountain with the Philistines on that day and had a terrible ending to his life. After he left David, You don't read about the heroic acts of Jonathan anymore. And when you read that chapter with all the heroes of David, the name of Jonathan is not mentioned there. You know, he was willing to give his bow to David, but he was not able to shoot the bow for David. He was able and willing to give his clothes to David Even his armor he gave to David, but he was not willing to put on his armor and to fight with David. Oh, dear friends, I want to reemphasize that point. If you 
are in that army with the Lord, of the Lord. You're standing with him. We need to stand with him when he is exalted high, but also when he's going through the valley low, when he is praised, but also when his name is under attack, when people are cursing his name. We also are part of him at that time, and we must take the blow, and we must move forward with it and stand with him else we will end up as a Jonathan. Oh, a beautiful story in one way, but on the other hand, such a pitiful story with such a sorrowful ending. We don't want to have that kind of a lifestyle to be so close to him, but yet on the other hand, to miss him altogether, what God has promised. Well, it seems that I took a little bit more time with the introduction and showing how important it is that we are in that arm. And I didn't get to tell you too much about that shield of faith, but the shield of faith is important. And I'll quickly give you a few points there. It says, above all, take the shield of faith by which you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. That shield protects us from attack. You know, We have a helmet, but when somebody shoots at us or when somebody is ready to give us a blow with a sword, we put up the shield between our head, between the helmet, which is on our head, between our head and the helmet and that blow. It's the shield that takes the blow. When somebody wants to pierce our heart, yes, we have the breastplate, but yet we raise up that shield to stand between the one that is attacking us or the arrow that is shot at us and the breastplate and our heart behind it. So the shield is also a protection for the rest of the armor. The shield is an important thing, the shield of faith. It protects us from the attacks. Oh, if Satan attacks us, what can bring him down? What can quench those attacks? What will give us the victory? It is our faith, our faith, our faith in him, trusting upon him, Christ, trusting upon the Spirit, trusting upon the Father. Oh, it's so important to know that you have that shield. That shield, it takes the blows that were meant for us. Our faith stands there to take the blows that else would come upon us. And they don't come upon us, but they come upon him. And so our faith must be strong. Dear friends, your faith must be strong. And it is a strong shield. That shield, if you read through the whole Bible, starting all the way at Genesis, going through those stories, you will find that that shield of faith has been proven to be strong. It is, you read the Hebrews, that very important chapter, the gallery of all the faith heroes. It's by faith. It's by faith. It's by faith. It's by faith. That shield of faith is proven to give success to man. That shield of faith must be in one piece. It must be of one piece. You don't have a shield of faith that is You know, depending on man, 30%, depending on the wisdom of man, depending on some doctor, depending on this, depending on that, and also depending upon the Lord. That is a fragmented shield. 
That is not a strong shield. It will splatter apart. You need a shield of faith that has been poured out of one piece. We believe and trust upon the Lord and the Lord alone and nobody and nothing else. That's one piece. That's what I mean with one piece. And that shield will take the blows and it will not break down. That shield, it must come from heaven. It cannot be your own faith that you mustered up. The faith that you got because you are so wise or strong or handy or whatever you might say there or give as an excuse. It is God who pours that faith into our heart. How can you get more faith? How can you get that shield to be there in your life? It's by the word of God, made alive by the spirit of God, through intimacy with God, spending time with him. It must come from heaven. Oh, it's the wisdom that doesn't come from your mind or from other people, but it's the wisdom that comes to you through the Holy Spirit, from the word of God, through spending time with him, with the Father. That shield of faith will always be in agreement with the word of God. Oh, my dear friends, if you are depending on some kind of a shield, some kind of a faith that is not in agreement or in line with the word of God, it will not Hold on, it will not keep standing. It will fail in your hour of need. But if it is in line and one with the word of God, it will stand and it will be strong. It will stand because it's based on the word of God and it's counting on the promise of God. I'm gonna finish with that. It's counting on the promise of God. God said, God said, God promised, God promised that he would do it, that he would give success, that he would save us, that when we are weak, we are strong in him, that his glory might be seen. And so many other promises are there. I'm standing on those promises. I'm standing on that word. I'm believing that that faith will be proven once again in my life, in your life, when it's that kind of a faith that comes from heaven, out of the word, in line with the word, standing on his promises. And my dear friends, finally, you need your own shield. Papa, mama maybe had a shield. Your grandparents had a shield, but you need your own shield. If you want to keep standing in that army, in the time of attack, you need to have your own shield of faith, your own faith, trusting, standing upon the Lord Christ himself who gave his life for you, for me, his blood that has cleansed you and made you whole, his promises that are yes and amen to you in the name of Jesus. God bless you as you study this subject more in the book of Ephesians. Until we meet again next time. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 